しさにまぶたを閉じた君のこと誰の目にも触れない影に Hey everyone, and welcome back to Class 1A Popped Off's My Hero Academia podcast. As always, I am one of your homeroom teachers, Andrew Nimsgren. And alongside me, I have Dylan Beal and James Graham to talk through the My Hero Academia Heroes Rising movie just three months too late. How are you guys feeling? It's never, it's never too late. It is just on time for everyone else to listen to it. Sounds like you're trying to quote Gandalf, but you're not, and we're just really behind on this. No, no, I, I, I don't think we're really behind because I think it, we, we could place it like in the timeline of the show and everything. Probably later than than what the next season's gonna be. So I think, I think this is just fine. This is just he, fine. He's just making excuses because he never actually watched the movie when it was in theaters, when he was supposed to watch it, so we could actually do this review. And every week, Dylan was like, "Oh, don't worry, boys, I'll go, I'll go." And then COVID happened, and now yeah, how could I predict? It, you know, a global <laughs> pandemic. Okay, you had three weeks before that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a busy man. I'm a busy no, you're man. not. You no, no, no. I wait to see it. All right. I really want to talk about this movie. I'm really excited. I mean, we. For anyone that's listened to the entire show, y'all know we hate the first movie. We, so we I have do. no idea what their perspectives are on this movie. So let's go through the little uh, rigmarole and all that. Talk the recap. And I have so many questions to talk about. So let's get going. So D- Dylan? No? Okay, cool. Oh, right, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought we were going right into the, the recap. But hey, go ahead. Tell your friends about us. We don't make mistakes here. Zero mistakes. So give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Yeah, if you have any suggestions for like better ways to prompt Dylan to read his segment, uh, hit us up over on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at poppedoff.com. But with that, let's dive into the movie's review for My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. The League of Villains are being pursued by Endeavor, Hawks, and other heroes who are in a... Well, um, the League of Villains are in a truck and are being pursued by Endeavor, Hawks, and other heroes that has mysterious cargo in the back that we see as some kind of life support capsule. Eventually, they end up destroying the whole truck and they, we learn they're just twice clones and the heroes find the cargo empty. A villain who is in the life capsule in the back has escaped and regrouped with his team of villains who is named Nine, who plan is to create a world with where the strongest quirks rule. Meanwhile, with the rising villain threat, it is decided that students need more real-world experience before graduating, so Class 1A is being sent to a small island named Naboo after its only hero has been graduated. Naboo has very little crime, and pretty much they're going there to set up their own agency to kind of learn a little bit more about what it's like to be a real hero. Class 1A is having a great but tiring time with their agency, helping the residents with all kinds of small tasks. One day, a girl calls in her brother, um, calls in saying that her brother is missing. They go out to find him. It takes almost an hour, and they're kind of, Deku mainly is le- lectured for it. Um, it was all kind of set up by a young girl named Maharu, um, who yells for taking too long. Uh, meanwhile, on the mainland, Maharu and uh, her brother, Katsuma, um, their father is attacked as he has a cell activation quirk that can help with healing. We learn that Nine has some of All Might's power and can possess up to nine different quirks, and he's looking for the cell activation quirk to kind of help him be able to use his quirks to his fullest ability. 
Akatsuma Father, however, does not have the right quirk based on the blood type, but Nine and his group learns about the two younger siblings and set out to find them. Nine and his group arrive on the island, destroy all the ships and communication towers, and Class 1A splits up the invasion, um, learns of the invasion and splits up into multiple groups to help evacuate and fight the villains. Nine eventually finds the two children, but Deku does everything he can um, to stop him. Even when Bakugo arrives, the two of them combined are not enough to stop Nine, and they're ultimately defeated. However, Nine's body can't handle all of the quirks, and luckily, as um, they're lucky, they're all able to escape as he's in great, pretty much immobilizing pain. All the heroes and citizens are on the island are holed up in a, vector, a factory, trying to figure out what to do next as Bakugo and Deku are kind of passed out. The two of them wake up and they decide to have the island um, try to have their last stand in some castle ruins on a small offshoot island. Once at the island, their plan is to split up the three villains into three different groups and all the students to fight them. And ultimately, they do fight their respective villains until they're um, ultimately incapacitated. But that leaves only Deku, Bakugo, and Nine left to square off. But eventually, it seems like Deku and Bakugo are still no match against the newly powered up Nine. In a desperate act to find more power, Deku gives Bakugo all for one. And the two of them use All for One to finally beat Powered, um, powered Up 9. Um, eventually, real heroes and the military arrive to ensue everyone is safe. And we learn that All for One's transfer didn't really complete. Deku still has it and Bakugo somehow doesn't remember any of it ever happening. We see a quirk, uh, we see a quick shoot-off of Shigaraki killing 9. As 9 says there's only be one ruler and Shigaraki says I agree. And then despite the program being cancelled... Class 1A stays on the island for the rest of their assigned time, helping them repair, and with all the other little tasks they're doing at the beginning of the movie. Eventually, with everything recovered, Class 1A heads back home, and that is where the movie ends. So, big picture. Better or worse than the first movie? Significantly better. It is better Sig than the first movie. I don't like that answer, Jay Dylan. That is an answer of, like, it's better but it's still shit. It's literally how you could have just finished that sentence right there. So, what do you what are your thoughts? So Dylan got heat Dylan got heated last night. You got I, real I, I upset. I got heated. So, I, there's a lot of topics to talk about. So, I want kind of a shorter paragraph of like kind of what your general thoughts are right now. My general thoughts are I really like what happens and if I take it in the context of this isn't canon, um that's fine, I guess. Uh the pro the major beats that I had problems with is that uh the end seems very ridiculous and kind of dumb in how they explain it, I guess. Um, I didn't like that, and I didn't like the fact that um, anyone who is an anime-only watcher, uh, this actually, there's a lot of very tiny spoilers. Um, there's some major spoilers in this if you really look into yeah, some yeah, small it, things. It, but, I mean, I guess that's a good thing, is if you don't think about it too hard, you won't get stuff spoiled for you. But, like, if you really think about, like, everything that happens, you'll get stuff spoiled because, like, and, and but it's not major as in like oh like you know a hundred chapters down the line it, it, it's small things that like these are things that are going to happen in like this episodes one and two we're going to get really cool reveals that they kind of took away like it like it's I, I guess not super major but i don't know i i kind of didn't like that yeah but anything that was talked about in the movie is fair game for us so if you want to bring up anything obviously i know a couple of us are farther ahead in the manga so be careful about doing anything like that but for example, they mentioned Deku is going to get multiple quirks. They literally said that in the movie, so that's something we can. Well, at least he has a uh, the he's the cap capability to. Yeah. So 
We're not going to dive into that too much, but that is a really interesting talking point because we don't know about that in the anime. That's not something that's ever been brought up or really been interested. We know about the previous successors. So that's something that's really different. And there's just a lot of things like that that I'm really like, when do you guys think this took place in the My Hero world? So, so I think it takes place. Um, so the next season, season five, right? Yes. It's gonna it's gonna take place basically, like like literally like six episodes after. I think I think that's where it kind of takes place. Um, it, it it's like super super soon after the season starts because like, I think all the stuff that they talk about that we know about, um, is revealed like basically right at that first arc that they're gonna have like the first arc back. It, it like it, it's it's in there so like all all all, all these like the, like the little things i was looking at in the sh- in the in the movie so it's gonna take place somewhere there which i kind of wish they would have just released it then but i kind of understand why they didn't so yeah i found the yeah it's oh, so, go on. Uh, i was just gonna say like i found i found the timing for like and we've talked about this a lot like timing when they released it in the specific section that they chose doesn't make a ton of sense like i i wasn't sure if i really agreed with it um it's good to hear that like these things that are like you know were kind of spoiled for us in the movie are revealed fairly early on in what would become season five so that's not as bad but yeah like i like i gotta agree like there is a lot of stuff that's like i didn't know about this this conversation hasn't happened what's going on here like i mean there's like there's a lot of things that you're just like i don't have the i don't have all the pieces to kind of push this together which i think really should have happened before you release a movie. You know what I mean? And I agree. And I, I want to talk about some of those things. But first off, let's actually talk about the movie. Let's talk about what we liked about the movie. Right now, we've kind of complained about it a little bit. I mean, there's so many cool moments. There's a lot of really good animation. Like, I know you. the the last 20 minutes is really funky, but I love it. I hate how they retcon it all, but the animation is beautiful. The music gets me fucking hyped but want to cry at the same time. Like, it is a phenomenal movie. And I think the reason of why it's kind of funky and they had a retcon the end so badly is for anyone that didn't know, this was originally going to be how the series ended, but with Shigaraki instead of not. Well, we, we, or something we, very we similar yeah, to we, this. we definitely don't know for sure. Um, but the interview, because we talked about this like like back in the back in the day, but, but right before the movie came out. Um, the, the creator said something to the effect of, um, this is taking an element, um, from how I wanted the series to end. That's all they said, yeah. but I think it's okay. very apparent that this last fight is basically just how the series was going to end. And, and Andrew and I was, were talking the other day and we were like, that was just going to be Shigaraki probably instead. But yeah, so let's, so what are your, I mean, James, we got to see so much Shoji. I mean, Dylan, Manetta probably did something that you liked a lot of. Like, let's see, let's hear a couple of good points. Yeah, so, I mean, a big thing I like is that a lot of the cast who doesn't get in the limelight a lot during their normal series, like, everybody, I actually, I actually went, like, when I went back and watched the movie again, I was like, everybody got their own little scene except for Hagakure. Hagakure didn't get anything, but everybody else did. Koda, Koda and Sato are, like, the two other ones that really get, like, kind of sidelined, and each one of them had, like, their own little moment where they either tried something or they, like, you know, like, kind of helped save them and stuff like that, right? They all kind of had those moments, except for Hagakure, which I found mind-blowing because they managed to make it work with everybody else except her. So, but yeah, that was sick. Uh, My boy was a punching bag the entire time. The animation was phenomenal. 
And the villains were really, really good. I like, like this is like, I think something me and Dylan kind of disagreed about, but I really liked most of the villains, especially like their aesthetic and their design and stuff like that. But there, I, I do want to, I do want to make one comment is that the sub actors and the dub actors, very big difference in quality. Yeah. The sub is much better watching it back on the dub. I definitely fell more into it the first time, but don't let's hear it. So I, I will say I do dispute that James. I actually okay. really liked all the villains except nine. Except, I nine. All them except nine. Um, but you I, like I, mummy. I, you like mummy a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. Mummy okay. Mummy looked cool. Uh, the, the, the things I really liked about this, um, basically all come from the last part of it. Um, I really liked the Deku Baku Bakugo team up. Um, they, they had a really good X cannon. I literally freaked out when they did X Can in the movie theater for the first ever time. I'm like, that's so hype. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. I really like seeing them team up, and I also really like towards the beginning. Like, there was a moment of where like uh, Deku like sees the villain or something for the first time, um, and gets uh, yeah, he's about to get blasted, and Baku goes instantly there, like instantly there helping him out. And I was like, hell yeah, I really like that. Um, the last scene's really good, and I really like how they carry the theme of anyone can be a hero. Um, I thought that was really good. I'm glad that they're still keeping like these big overarching themes of the show and everything, and they're still running it through even the movie. Um, so I really appreciate that because it makes the series feel pretty cohesive and not just this weird standalone thing that's doing its own thing. I, I'm glad they still have those threads that go through. So um, those are things I really liked about it. But villains were really cool, like uh, Chimera. Chimera rules, dude. Oh Chimera's Chimera phenomenal. Is so yeah. cool. He literally felt scarier than Nine. He most, did. Most he, of the movie, like, he literally felt like, yeah, this dude's going to kill everyone in a heartbeat without even trying and have that damn cigar in his mouth the whole time. This cigar, I don't know, the cigar, the cigar for me, like, completed the look. Like, it was just, <laughs> like, he was just, he was so, I, like, it, it is true. Like, he did feel more powerful than Nine. He felt way more imposing because he didn't have, like, this, this weakness thing about him. You know what I mean? He was just this, like, badass, unstoppable force. And then he got scarier when he, like, powered up. And I was like, holy, like. I like I genuinely didn't know how they were gonna deal with him, like because he just seemed like. And how they did was so yeah. cool, though. I mean, do you get to see the unstoppable? I mean, it's it's just one of those moments where you all teamwork, and then instead of Hellfire Flash, it's like Hellfire Freezer. Or whatever. I don't I don't remember the exact name, but like again, even going back with the I'm still doing the absolute of Endeavor, but you still know the Hellfire Flash because you kind of saw it earlier on in the movie or a version of it. So it's just. There's so many little moments. I just thought I thought the entire like the entire last forty minutes is just such good my hero. Oh yeah. It's fighting, it's everyone seeing their quirk in fun or unique ways or going I mean, everyone I think they yelled plus ultra a little too many times for my personal it's a, take. It's like, the movie. I think right? one, like I know, but like one or two of them used correctly is awesome. A couple too many in this one, but I still really enjoyed it. But everyone did have plus ultra moments and even um Black Shadow and and the uh, underground, like there's just a lot of really cool one-off moments for each character, like you said, James. And I think that's what it really makes me like this movie. It's not a Deku movie; it is a class. It 1A is. It movie. is. It is a class one A movie, absolutely. So I, I still like how even though they're like you know bending bending cannon rules, they're just they're they're there. They're bending them, not breaking them inherently, but they're bending them super hard. Even doing all that, they still have it in them. They're holding it back. The special precious gem. Of the United States of Smash, they're holding it back. They will yeah. not release it. I I know it's coming. I it it has to come at like the I guess the final like the super final fight. Deku doing like um uh United States of Smash. I know it's coming. Do we see All Might do it? 
No, no, that's the only time is the all yeah, the so last that. All Might fight, which I think because of that, they're gonna they're like they're keeping they're keeping that that United States of Smash for another insane moment. So because yeah. uh, yeah. I I always didn't notice that because every time he does a smash, I just go God, I wish they would just come up with different names because America has more than like three places. <laughs> And why is Delaware one of them? And Delaware's so, Delaware's a huge one. Like he loves Delaware. Like I don't know. No one else does. He's it's the smallest Smash, guys. The Smashes get more powerful as they get bigger. Yeah, but there's only three. There's there's Delaware, California. There's Detroit, Delaware, California. I think there's more than that. And then the United States. That's the only ones. There's no I think other I think ones. we I think we did look this up once, and I think yeah, there's the only three plus the United States. But I like me. I don't know. Maybe there are only way, places that All Might's visited. Maybe that's it. Maybe okay, that's well. The... First of all, if you visit America, <laughs> I understand going to Detroit. I understand going to California. Well, why Delaware? <laughs> why Delaware? How did he end up in Delaware? I want that side story of just like All Might in Delaware doing absolutely nothing because nothing. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. You do. You don't want that side story because nothing happened. Give me that one like, shot. That, it'll be, that, it'll that's be not a good one story. It'll be the it'll be the beach episode. So I, I did want to switch gears a little bit because I, I want to talk about some, like, bigger implications of, of some of the stuff talked about here. Um, because we see, like, a, we see like this doctor dude, which I haven't seen in, like, a forever, this character. Have we seen him before? I thought, like, this was the first mention of Doctor in the anime. I, I, no, I think he was at the very beginning of the show, right? When, when all for... All right, ready? All for one, one for all, all for one, one for all. I'm going to mess them up. I'm going to mess up those names. Yeah, it's all good, you buddy. guys know who we're talking about. If it's good or bad people, we're talking about the respective one. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but all, all for one, uh, when he was around, I think he was in those scenes. I think. He's been in, I swear to God, he's been in one scene with, like, like we've connected this dot once other than the movie. Like We hear his voice in episode 13. Um, which is like the UA attack, um, which I don't remember. The UA attack, and then we see him for the first time in episode thirty-three, which is uh, when he's like training with Gran Torino. Yeah. Um. But it's so. Anyways, I I, I want to talk about him and this nine having this ability. Is this dude just like a a human Nomu? Then, like, is 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 that what it is? And, and no, like, is he? Well, all Nomus are human, yeah, more or it, less. And, and no, but what I'm saying is, are 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 Nomus this guy? And is this guy no? Like, is this the thing that Nomus hat? Like, can Nomus just take abilities like this? Like, I like, like think. No, he had all for one's quirk. No, no, but what, which is a little different. No, but what I'm saying is, like, are are we sure we they don't have that? Like, are you sure that they can't just collect quirks? See, we haven't so, we haven't seen them absorb a quirk yet, so we have to kind of assume that they can't yet. You know what because, I mean? Like, because I was thinking about this movie, and then I was thinking about um, High End, right? And High End is like he comes in, and he's just like, "Give me your, where's your strongest at?" And it's like, so that could just be him just like wanting to fight strong stuff, but like, is he maybe actually just trying to get stronger quirks? Absorb like, quirks, yeah. Because because they they have different stuff going on so uh, that that that's just like a, a thread i was thinking about i could uh, like i could see it like and like and the, the unfortunate part is we haven't seen a nomu do it so we like we don't know how to interpret it but i like i mean it's plausible i think as like especially with like high end and stuff like that like maybe that's why they locked him away because he was absorbing villains as quirks when they were trying to like contain him and stuff right but like yeah i don't know i i i wish they would have flushed out nine a little more 
because like I I liked him as a villain. I liked him as a villain a lot because maybe I don't know, maybe it's cuz he had this weird like Genji looking look to him, but you kind of don't really know what his baseline quirk is. You just know he gains the ability to absorb up to 9 quirks. That's true. Right? Like you so I always thought it was the storm one, but I, I wasn't and that's really what sure. I did too, too, right? The storm one seemed to be the one that was like his and basically his body couldn't really contain his own quirk. He got this ability to absorb quirks, and then that kind of sped up how much his body couldn't contain it. He was trying to go after the kid, who is basically like I mean I like I I do want to kind of shift over to talking about the supporting cast of this of this movie that's not class and Wendy. Like the two kids, I think are a nice addition to the movie. I think that like I mean I like I hated his sister basically from the get go, but like the boy that the nines was after, I was I was a big fan of. I thought he was a really good character. Yeah, I don't know if you need a sister in the movie. I I don't I don't think you did, man. Like I, she was just there to be a piss off more than anything, and just be- I think it was to kind of help support that anyone can be a hero thing because her sister, be that gives him someone that he can kind of like stand up to or more like say like no like I understand what you're feeling but like I still want to really be a hero. Like I think that kind of helps sell that point a little bit, which it has like one or two moments, but like the whole lecture like. I don't know, the whole lecturing Deku thing at the beginning and the fake villains and all that kind of stuff, like setting up the boy who cried wolf kind of scenario when the villains show up pretty much. It's like, I I don't know. I, I don't think it makes the movie worse, but I don't think it added much to the movie. I mean, um, the young boy, what I can't even think of what his name is right now. Um, I, liked, I, I definitely did like the supporting cast on that, but I don't know. I, I feel like there's also another way you could have done this. So... I was just, like, thinking about this, and it, like, kind of, like, bothered me, I, I guess. The, the place is called Naboo. The place is called Naboo. They did it. They can't keep getting away with it. He keeps, Holy shit, he it's ke- called Naboo. He keeps doing it. <laughs> Kamino, Naboo, he can't be stopped. But the thing is, like, when, when they brought it up, it flew so far under the radar that I wasn't thinking about it until you said it, Andrew. When you said it, I was like... Damn that's it. that's Damn why you're it. giving me a weird look. I was like, doing a recap, and Dylan's like just giving me a weird look. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm on my second. I'm like on my second bullet point. There's nothing I've said wrong so far. Yeah, I know, because because when you said, it, I was like, that's it. It it's the name. But um, it's so funny. I I love seeing the Star Wars references just like jammed in everywhere. Um, so it, it's it's always fun to see those. So I guess another really big thing we need to talk about is. The transfer, like oh yeah, we yeah we do have to we do have to go there. We like we. So I, I want to start with like I said, the entire final fight scene. Like I don't know how I feel about nine turning into a butterfly or anything kind of like that, but rather you agree that it's a dumb cop out reasoning of how it ended and all that when they both had it and went super saiyan more or less, and they pretty much turned into Sonic and Tails like. Wows of just fury. That's that's and a connection Adam, I did not make. I did not think of Sonic and Tails when I saw that's those kind of they, just, they, they got the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> yeah, they're just a uh, blue and orange ball of fury coming at them. Like, this whole at-home moment was so cool. And it was such a good fight scene, you know, how much love went in the animation there. And going back and forth in the music. Like, I'm a sucker for... They do that in Demon Slayer too. They do the so softer music in a really hype moment, and it always gets me. So I just thought this whole scene was amazing, and I—I I mean, I—it's just sad because if this was canon, like 
you're like, well, shit, this actually happened. Like, people actually died in those last 40 minutes of when the villains are there. Like, I think if it is all canon, like, you can have some really big emotional points here, but knowing that everything goes back to normal in about 20 minutes out of this, all going to kind of be a cop-out, takes it back, especially on a rewatch. I think this second time was a lot worse, but I, I really did like the ending for as crazy and as bad as a cop-out is. I still think it was a really solid and fun-to-watch ending. Yeah, at the end, uh, I, I, someone brought this up, but it was just, damn, they wanted to, they wanted to do Fusion so bad. They, they wanted did. to do a DVC fusion so bad. I was, I was like, I was like, when I happened, I'm, I like, I, I remember be sitting in the movie theater and like smoking my buddy sitting next to me. I'm like, they're going Gogeta. Go Gita. Like that's what we're getting. Like we're getting, we're getting a fusion dance right now. And then it was just like two separate entities. And I was like, you know, okay, I'll take it. I'll still, I'm still happy with this, right? But like, yeah, we were so close. Yeah. So I, I think so. For anyone, uh who didn't exactly connect the dots on it. Um, I think the general consensus on what happened was that um, to transfer all for one or one for all. Yeah. One for all um, to transfer one for all. You need like a willingness factor um, because I all might talked about this at the very beginning that you can't just like, just like rip someone's hair and eat it and like take it. Um, you have to like willingly pass it. And Deku had to do this. Um, so because he had to do it to stop the villain, it wasn't like him fully willing it. And so he, instead he kind of gave him a spark that just like never took. So normally it's like, um, I don't know. It's like if you, if you took a tree and you tried to replant the tree, um, he tried to do that. So even though the tree moved, it just like didn't take root. Um, I, I think, I think that's the general consensus on what happened. Like, do you, you guys agree? I I, I'll take. The, I don't want to. I'll take that explanation. It. Like I'm okay with that. Like I don't know if I agree with it, but it's a better explanation than I'm gonna get from anything else. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, because I, I think the, I think the important thing to remember though is that this is one of those things of where it, it goes in the canon cupboard of never coming out ever again because <laughs> we got this with the gauntlet. Um, Andrew Andrew made a big old fuss about the gauntlet when it first showed up because it would. Be- that's the one reason why it's never gonna be canon. Yeah, and, and that's the reason why this can't be canon because otherwise it's like yes. why doesn't you just give it all the time? So, into the cupboard it goes. Lock it. Lock. Just put put the key. Lock it away. Never talk about this subject ever again because if it comes out, it's gonna break stuff. Which is too bad because up until this moment, I, obviously they wouldn't be. That's not part of the manga. But up until these last twenty minutes, they could have made the movie canon, I, and there yeah. could have been repercussions of people talking like. I mean, there's no characters you bring in or anything kind of like that, but it would have been cool to talk about, like, oh, that experience we had in Naboo, or, um, or, or Deku was like, um, after all, I, in that sort of the next season, like, he goes to talk to Almore, like, hey, like, this dude said, like, I can get more quirks, like, what's gonna happen to me? Or, like, something kind of like that, I could start a next point that goes on, or, like, that if you didn't watch the movie, like, it's not an end of the world. Like, you just see what happens on the show. But if you did watch the movie, there's a couple little moments. Or Hawks coming up. Like, Hawks being part of all this. That we didn't even know when the anime, when this came out. Or the air bursts. Like, there's just so many cool moments that we see him doing things or learning new things. That it all could have been canon until the switch. Until yeah, no, the switch. I, 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 think, I think the ultimate outcome of this is that Deku and Bakugo show up. Um, just lure out the League of Villains. And, like, you have, like, Shigaraki going, like, oh, do you think you can stop us? And then he goes, yeah. And they pull out four gauntlets that they're each holding, and they both have uh, one for all. And they just go full blast, and they just destroy them right there. Um, I think that's the the greater implications that could happen. 
I do I, I do really want to touch on Shigaraki's look looking like Dante from Devil dude, May Cry. He looks sick he as hell. Badass. Yeah, that that red trench coat is a good look for our dude, man. Like 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 once I saw like the new and improved Shigaraki, I'm like this guy is way scarier now. <laughs> like I did, I'm looked... so excited for him just like to just like show up at random moments. Yeah, I the one thing that irked me about this though is like He's like standing over Hawks, just like kind of like looking at him, being like, <laughs> "Fucking idiot!" And then like just kind of walks away. Where Hawks is like doing his investigation thing. Like I don't know. I he just I found in that moment he puts himself unnecessarily at risk to, of being caught, just to be like just the gloat. I guess I don't know. Like, no, that's but, good. That's real villain shit right there. I guess I it's real it. villain shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, no. So we like another thing that we saw was some of the other classmates using like that, that their special moves that we haven't seen like other people use like Todoroki got his that Andrew's already talked about. Ayoyama got one, which I thought was nuts. Like, like I could not believe he got cool. his, like his own version of it. Cause like, I mean, I think Ayoyama, like basically when this movie first came out, we didn't have that episode isolated around Ayoyama yet. So I was like, like why, why is he getting like some spotlight? And then he got some more spotlight in the in the show so i was like okay yeah, it's a little they, they really acted like the season was already over yeah when they released it mid-season <laughs> yeah. like even the character interactions too it's not like oh no like we need to have these characters in here to make sense or these like moments in here to make sense like no they're just like yeah like you guys are dumb like this tv show came out like three years ago yeah, like why don't you know all this it's how they address the movie and it feels weird but whatever like that's just something we need to accept but um any last big talking moments? We still have Plus Ultra to do. Um, we still need to talk about what we're talking about next week. But is there any last big moments about this we want to dive into? One last little thing. Very sure. upset We didn't upset that we didn't see Unleashed Tokoyami. We almost had it. Yeah. And then we lost it. Tokoyami definitely took a back seat. Yeah. Yeah, um, which he usually doesn't, right? Like, he's usually one of the main... Same with uh, same with Kirishima. Kirishima did not have a lot of spotlight either. Yeah, you're right. But, but Shoji did. I don't know why. Shoji had a ton of spotlight. And I wouldn't say spotlight. He was... He was a punching It bag. was like a little dash of light. Like He was there. He was had there the big, more They had I the big see. lights. They had the really big lights. This was like a normal light bulb size, like shining down on him. More than he usually so, gets, man. So I'm, I, I, was, I was happy. <laughs> but overall, the movie's fine. The ending definitely doesn't ruin it, but brings it down for us a lot because of kind of how ridiculous it is. But overall... We really enjoyed the movie. There's some really good parts. The animation and fight scenes were cool, but ultimately it's not canon, and the ending explanation is kind of whack. Is that kind of where we end up on the movie? Yeah, I think I think um, if if you just put it in your headspace of like this isn't canon, um, and then maybe you read like uh, <laughs> like like 15 chapters ahead of where the anime is right now, perfect movie to watch. Perfect movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm on board with that. Yeah, like it was just. Great animation, great fights, but just don't heavily invest in it, I guess. Well, that's any non-canon movie and anime, I feel like. But with that, let's move into our Plus Ultra Award for the movie. Those of you that don't know, because it might have been a while, every so often we decide we want to talk about who we think went plus or who we wouldn't think beyond be a character villain. It could be anyone like that. It's just who each one of our three hosts think went beyond in this movie. So, Dylan... I want to know. Who do you think went plus ultra? It's easy. Bakugo, obviously. My man was out there. He was fighting. Um, he was he was backing his boy Deku up. And then he took on 
the strongest ability th th that that exists and was just like yeah i got this and like melted rock there was that scene where he just melted rock and it, he walks it through was wa rock and just like keeps going yeah yeah it ruled um i like it i think he did sick he's cool he's a cool he's a cool he hero. did sick he did sick I gotta, I gotta jump on the bandwagon. Like, I mean, I wanted to actually give it to Chimera because I thought, like, despite being a supporting villain, he was effective and scary enough to be the main villain. Um, in you know, in like his own plus ultra kind of way. But like, again, it like it really is. It's a Bakugo movie without it being about Bakugo. So I'm for for that for him to have that much effect on me as a viewer to like want it like just be constantly happy about all the content we're getting with him. And it like just kind of like exactly what Dylan said. He took this crazy, unimaginable power that Deku hasn't been able to harness for the last four fucking seasons, and he picks it up in one shot and masters it. That's fine. He or my boy got robbed. He shouldn't have had any amnesia. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with Bakugo. I mean, he he came in and pretty much just took out Mummy by himself, literally blasting the dude with his Houster blast, saying "Die." He literally had the full intention to kill this man. A high school student. Still wants I mean, to be a hero, though. That, yeah, that, that's, that's plus ultra in a little bit of the wrong way. <laughs> but he had a lot of cool moments. And every moment where Deku shined, Bakugo came in right afterwards and shined even more. Like when he was fighting Nine the first time, Bakugo came in and tried to save the day. Or at least save Deku from being dead. And the ending, like, I want to give it to Deku. But Bakugo is literally in every single scene pretty much that Deku is. And always ones up him in this movie. So it is a Bakugo movie with Deku as the main lead. Yeah, yeah, but, I think it's the best way of putting it. Awesome. So that is going to be about all we have to say for the movie now. We'll talk about the movie. We'll bring it up, I'm sure, in the future as well. But just a reminder, so next week we are going to be doing Vigilantes, chapters 11 through 15. And then after that, we're going to have a very special episode with a special guest, right, Dylan? We are. Um, we're going to have uh, Mechadu, uh podcast's own Ian Gregory, who's going to talk about uh, Western comics and how it relates to uh, My Hero. Uh, he's a comics expert, uh, so it's going to be really great to have him on the show. So if you have any questions about um, how uh, My Hero Academia is influenced by Western comics, feel free to, to send it into us. Awesome. But with that, I think we're ready to wrap up the show, boys. Yeah, so make sure to tell all your friends about the Class 1A podcast and hit us with that five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. And make sure you check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for updates on this podcast and other stuff we do. But thank you all so much for listening. That'll be all for this week's class, and we hope to see you all back here next Saturday. <laughs>